Section 53 of Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Moira Scott. Anecdotes of Big Cats and Other Beasts by David Alec Wilson. Charlie Darwin or the Lady Gibbon, Part 7. Table Manners. When we were at dinner, she was always asleep but with equal regularity she was always impatiently awaiting us at the breakfast table. A chair was set for her, of course, but never used, except as a stepping stone to the table. It did not suit her size, and we did not have one specially made for her, as the giants did for Gulliver. She so obviously did not want it that it would have been superfluous. The knives and forks she examined curiously, but without admiration. Like the Asiatics of old, she kept or made her fingers clean enough to eat with and desired no better implements. I never saw her use a spoon except to rap on the table. Sitting upon the table, she faced my wife and watched her, as if she felt, but in a friendly way, as Frederick the Great felt towards the Emperor Joseph, whose portrait he kept in view, saying, that is the person to keep mine eye upon. Though clever at imitation, she adhered to her own ways of eating and drinking, and did not imitate ours. This may have been because her habits of that kind were fixed before she came to us but we thought her way of lapping was like the cat's. She did not remain seated upon the table, but walked upon it, like a petite Madame Sagen, or a little miss free and easy. At first she was circumspect in her movements, and did no damage, but familiarity brings carelessness, and carelessness catastrophes. As the Chinese say too, warily you I should walk, watching not to stumble, men may safe on mountains stalk, and on ant hills tumble. So the day came when she tripped, and there was a loud smash. Then she whisked herself to the pole of a curtain hanging near. So quick she went that observers could not agree whether she touched the curtain on the way or mounted with a hop, skip, and jump. Once there, she found that that perch had great natural advantages. It commanded a complete view of the back premises, as well as the dining room, and yet was not many yards from the table. So she always stayed there for choice afterwards. The place visibly pleased her from its elevation. She liked looking down and disliked looking up. She showed her preference with a naive candor that left no room for doubt, and has always seemed to me to illustrate and illuminate the laws of society. Of course she was regularly served. Whatever she called for was handed up, and more than once I recollect that we affected to forget her, and did not look at her or heed her. Then down she came and walked about on the table, helping herself and chattering in our faces. With many a grimace and ooh-ooh-ooh, our small, black Madame Sagen, with the big white eyebrows, the little miss free and easy. End of section 53. Recording by Moira Scott.